My next guest is one of Australia's top talents in the Australian wrestling scene. PWA, Pro Wrestling Australia, has just announced their next big event. June 14, all eyes on Troy at Max Watts Sydney. Headlined by Jessica Troy, taking on Shazza McKenzie for the Women's Championship. And I've just received word that the front row for the event has already sold out. It's a very big welcome to the leader of the Red Nation, Jack Bonza. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Now, thanks for being in here. Um, can I just say from the get-go, what a time to be a wrestling fan in Australia. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's been moving forward very very quickly in the last year or so. I mean, and what about as a, I guess as a wrestler as well? You've obviously noticed the difference, um, I guess, of the independent scene. Oh, it's insane! Like even just locally speaking, um, as far as early back as as two two and a half years ago, the concept of wrestling, like a, a better known indie wrestling guy or WWE guy or or someone for Progress or New Japan, um, would just be crazy. But in the last year, we've wrestled. I wrestled X-Pac, I wrestled Mustache Mountain, I wrestled Joey Ryan multiple times, we wrestled SCU, which is Chris Daniels, which is someone I've been watching since I started wrestling, I wrestled Zack Sabre Jr., I wrestled Carlito, I wrestled Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship, yeah. like the belt that Dusty Rhodes held, yeah. I competed for that, that happened. Um, me and Mick with Mustache Mountain on the on the Progress Show at the start, we, we had a show, we had an event at Star City yeah. Casino, we were in public like community halls <laughs> we had a show at Star City Casino like um, and I've missed people too the amount of the amount of matches and stuff that we've had um, it's, it's just been it's just been crazy it's all just been the last two years if you three years ago said that I would wrestle two of these guys in the same year I would have told you that there's no way uh, but that, here we are. <laughs> and, I mean, because you, you obviously would have sort of cut your teeth starting, uh, I guess, at a time where professional wrestling, I mean, while it's still popular within, I guess, the people who are fans of wrestling, but like a wider audience, I mean, you sort of started out around then and noticed how vastly different it was back then. What's that? Sorry, where did I start? Like, like sort of when you started, like, to become a professional wrestler. Oh, sure. And was like, I guess the, the market for wrestling wasn't as big as it is today. No, it wasn't as big. I mean, we're still hoping it's going to get bigger. It's still not that big. It's just, it's just starting to start to grow and become a little bit more mainstream. The main thing that we noticed uh, recently is our ability to actually brand ourselves uh, because before, you know, every anyone who would come to an Australian wrestling show, it didn't matter what letters were at the beginning of it, all Australian wrestling was the same. Most people hadn't heard of it. They assumed it was all the same deal. Now we're getting to the point where people who know what PWA is or people who know what um, you know, Newcastle Pro is they know that it's different to everything else that's out there. So we're able to um, bring more people in and keep them with us and have followings for our guys and stuff like that. And it doesn't may not sound like much, but just that little level of branding and specificity, that's just that's the next step into getting bigger. And then plus um, being pushed onto OvoPlay, uh, we had our first live streaming event on Friday. Uh, that's massive for us because, mm. I mean, they... Um, I mean, they're not, it's not quite getting on the Netflix with Lucha Underground, but their subscriber base is like 75,000 strong. So we're directly advertised. We were the first thing that pops up to all anyone who opens that Apple website. They now see Australian Pro Wrestling, 75,000. Um, they get directly advertised for all that kind of stuff like that, and that's just the next step into a, into a mainstream thing. And then, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep pushing it from there. I mean, I'm glad you uh, touched on that because that's one of the big questions I was going to ask. Uh, OVO, I mean, what, what sort of, uh, I mean, where who kind of said, look, we need we should start streaming our shows because obviously that's a that's a big step. I mean, going yeah. from just uh, you know going doing at a leagues club or that and be like, hey, let's you know get more people, let's get more eyes around this product. Yeah, well, live streaming is. Uh, 
yeah, it adds a lot more pressure to the show. It's a whole different animal. You have to have everything totally pre-prepared and based. And if something goes wrong on the fly, you you can't go back and re-edit it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's done. So it's a it's a totally different thing. But with that being said, I mean, it just um, it's it's a necessary thing. You know, people don't want results spoiled for mm. them. The only way you can make sure that you don't have results spoiled for you is to watch it live. And PWA, you guys have got like a, a backup of all like previous shows on the website there, I believe. That's right. Yeah, they um, we've got the last. Uh, I think pretty much every event that's at Max Watts was put up. And that's a pretty common thing now, I guess. When you look at the likes of New Japan, I know Ring of Honor have got their own kind of uh, deal as well, where you can become a member and, and check out former yeah. shows and current shows. I guess that's all part of the process. Yeah. Well, the thing with Ovo was that because they're used to dealing with um, with other kinds of sports, that everybody only wants to watch live. Like it's very rare for somebody to watch a replay of a rugby league game from more than a week ago. Mm. Um, but pro wrestling is totally different to yeah. that. Um, so they, I don't still know if they quite understand the importance of the archive or a library. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely um, having all those events up there too. And I mean, the deal is through PWA with Ovo. Yeah. But that being said, the channel is called Aussie Pro Wrestling because we wanted to leave it open. Number one for our sister company, Newcastle Pro Wrestling, to put events up there too. Yeah. Which is something that will happen soon. And then also, if other companies want to join us under under our umbrella, they can contact PWA. And we hope that sometime in the future we'll be able to put more events on there once we start to. Uh, get a run on so yeah I mean Ovo's deal is with PWA but we left the door open speaking of your last event there uh, once upon a time at Max Watts uh, I was looking online Twitter absolutely exploded Uh, Jude (laughs) the dude London jumping off a balcony what the hell yep that's a thing that happened (laughs) if you want to go on our Facebook I mean I don't know if you share it from wherever you guys do socials as well you can have a share of the thing but he jumped off that two story uh, mezzanine onto, onto some wrestlers on the ground and that is I've never seen someone jump like that because if you if you watch, I mean we have you have people jumping off stuff in wrestling it happens but they, when you watch the clip it's just far enough that he actually achieves like falling velocity you know when somebody kind of like jumps and, and they catch before they get whatever he was falling for so long yeah. that it just right towards the end just speeds up so hard I thought I thought he was <laughs> going to like almost fall feet first because it looked yeah. like he yeah but it just worked no, out he landed flat I think he landed directly on Kai Drake's head <laughs> if you watch it back it looks like there are all these guys around who he kind of impacts but I think the most the one who copped it really was Kai Drake uh, but yeah luckily luckily they're okay and uh, and hopefully nobody ever does that again <laughs> I mean that's worth price uh, of admission anyway yeah. and I mean now that you're streaming anyone who's a bit lazy to get to Sydney or wherever you guys are holding events they can just stream can online that's what we want I mean we're pro wrestling Australia not pro wrestling Sydney that's you awesome know, um, we had to yell at our commentators to stop making fun of Melbourne wrestlers <laughs> Uh, because they keep making little jokes about other stuff for whatever reason. I mean, it's all lighthearted stuff. Yeah. They didn't mean anything by it. But at the same time, we wanted to present ourselves as a national product. We Absolutely. can't keep talking about hometown heroes. You know, We want to invite all the best wrestlers from everywhere in Australia to, to come and compete. Um, you know, we are Australian wrestling. We're not Sydney wrestling. So, you know, they had to pull their heads in there. But yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the, I guess, that, that Sydney-Melbourne rivalry. Oh, that of course. It ex- yeah, exists everywhere, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so I mean, but that's I mean that's all good and stuff. But yeah, that's that's what we're aiming to do. Is we don't want to be a Sydney promotion. We want to be an Australian promotion. But I guess speaking, I guess a bit more localized. Uh, PWA. There's a new venue, a new show uh, in the works. That's right. Um, so we're running an event out of um, out of the Crowbar in Sydney. It's a um, it used to be called the Baldface Stag. 
it um, totally new management, totally been revamped. It's really, really nice in there. But it's just another one of those uh, band venues, small, mm. um, really intimate, dark kind of setup, just grungy, just the kind of thing that's really gonna that's really gonna suit um, PWA events. This one will be a little bit different. It won't be black label. It'll be green label. It'll be um, it'll be our problem with PWA at the moment, really, and it's a good problem to have to a degree. But we have so many good wrestlers. You cannot fit them all on one card yeah. you just can't um, not even a battle royal just get them all in there well you can but I mean that that's just it's a waste you know you've got guys who are capable of having you know main event top level matches and just because they're one rung down in terms of skill or experience from someone who's just going to do a slightly better job they miss out mm. if there was any other point in time tons of our guys who are struggling to get on the card would be main eventers yeah. they're all that good they are they, they show it to us at training they show it to us at, um, at other events and we just this one's a platform for them so it's going to be it's not going to be convoluted it's not going to be whatever the guys are just going to get thrown in there and just go show what you can do and I guarantee they kill each other yeah <laughs> and I guess if it's a show kind of dedicated to them they're going to get more like you said more time on stage or in the ring yep, and I, that's just going to help them in the long run getting more miles under the belt yep, that'll help them in the long run it'll help the company in the long run it'll help PWA in the long run it'll help all of Australian wrestling in the long run um, just giving them an opportunity to shine and develop I'm speaking with professional wrestler Jack Bonza. Now, I was very excited to see last month, I believe it was, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They announced that they were coming back to Australia, uh, initially just in Melbourne at first, So, uh, and then the, uh, the Sydney show was announced then. Was that, uh, was that due to, uh, not pressure, but I guess uh, I guess the people online being like, oh, you come to Sydney or you coming here? Or? Absolutely. I mean, those kinds of things matter uh, when people, you know, they really want to see New Japan. So when they contact New Japan and, and say, hey, we want to give you our money, um, the business response. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a thing. Unfortunately, they weren't able to pick up a Brisbane or an mm-hmm. Adelaide or, or a Perth on this one. But we were able to, you know, they just reached out. We have a good relationship with uh, with the Fale Dojo. Um, and so they reached out and asked us if we'd be able to help them organize something kind of last minute-ish. And so it's all been very last minute. <laughs> so, but we were able to uh, find a venue. It wasn't as big as they probably needed, but like, because you know, I mean, last time they had they ran at the Key Center, mm. they sold thirty five hundred tickets yeah. um, in a five week lead up. And yeah. the problem with this one is, I mean, it's just so small. It, it's a little more expensive, but it's actually not more expensive than last time. It's just that, you know, before there were thirty five hundred tickets, and the first. 1500 tickets cost this much and then there were another 2000 tickets that yeah. cost 50 bucks a head well this one we don't have those 2000 tickets that cost 50 bucks a head so really only the hardcore fans are going to be able to get in there but um, it's still nearly it, it'll still sell out comfortably um, and yeah then that way next time they plan an event they'll you know they'll know they'll yeah. know to come to Sydney um, they'll know to you know they'll know that there's interest in Adelaide they'll know that there's interest in Brisbane and um, as long as these ones go well as long as people make sure they come out and support New Japan for this one then they're going to want to keep coming back and last year uh, when New Japan were in town I mean they showcased a lot of Australian talent as well as their own talent obviously which people came to see um, is that sort of the same working relationship as last year uh, going to show, showcase some Australian guys I know um, it was uh, PWA's ring that was used last year correct? Yeah, yeah and lighting rig and, yeah. and all that stuff uh, but Yes, I think so. Um, so far, we've only been contacted regarding you know the actual production side of the event. Um, we had you know the one of the general managers in New Japan attend our show um, on Friday just to make sure how we ran. They were they were happy with everything we did. 
Um, and that's all that's all we've been contacted for. So Robbie Eagles will be on there, obviously. He's in best of the Super Juniors tonight. Mm. Um, he's already been announced for the show. I assume Mikey Nichols will be on as well, who's also a New Japan uh, contracted talent at this point from, uh, from Perth. And other than that, we don't really know. Um, we did tryouts recently uh, with the Fale Dojo um, in Sydney. Um, I think they've held some other places too. They've had a few... Um, they had a few guys go over to Farley Dojo and do their th- like they pass the tryouts and they go over there for their three month stints and stuff like that. So I would say that if anyone came up, it would be likely that it's the guys from the Farley Dojo. But again, I have no actual information. I don't tell. I'm just speculating here. Um, I would suggest it would be the Dojo boys and uh, maybe one or two of the guys who got picked from the tryout. But these are the most. Of all the international cars that are competitive at this point in time and the touring brands that are difficult to get on, this one will absolutely be the most competitive and hardest to get on. Like, I would strongly suggest that New Japan's talent um, email or whatever they've got out there, whatever context they've got out there, would be inundated with everybody trying to get on these cars as much as possible. But they're full New Japan shows. So they're bringing out a roster full of people. It's not going to be six New Japan guys and the rest filled in with Australian. It's going to be pretty much New Japan and any of the Australian guys can get who can get on there would just be... Yeah. <laughs> that'd be the top level the top level thing that you could possibly do at this point. Absolutely. And um, what about uh, the likes of a Suzuki coming? You talk about the Fale Dojo guys. <laughs> uh, would he get a bit of... Would he get to stretch them or teach them a few things or two? Oh, probably. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Suzuki, son. Oh, goodness. That's... um. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't know what that would do with him, actually. Um, but I wouldn't want to be them. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lakers last year's show, I was lucky enough to be front row there, and um, he was tagging with Valance Archer at Sydney. Yeah. Uh, and I think in just in the middle of the match, he he jumped off the apron and kicked the barricade, <laughs> scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> He's a scary dude. Yes. Uh, I mean, I was on the last one. I wrestled uh, Eugene Nagata. Nagata, yeah. Um, which was fantastic, but they um. I didn't. I didn't see him much backstage. It's <laughs> probably for the best. Someone actually tried to rib me. They um, when they were working out the locker rooms because you understand Bullet Club have a locker room, LIJ have a locker room. It's it's like the factions. Suzuki, they have. That's not. That's not a. Yeah, they they do not mix. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. So they all have to have their own backstage locker room, and then of course there's the locker room allocated to everybody else. Yeah. And um and so somebody uh, who's organising the backstage stuff said, oh yeah, I think uh, I think there's probably still room in the in the Suzuki Kun locker room for you. Like he goes, these are the different locker rooms, and oh, I think there's room in the Suzuki Kun if you want to go in there. And I've just kind of gone, nope, <laughs> I'm gonna go in that other one. And then it took me like longer to realise that he was trying to rib me because um if I'd gone in there and Suzuki Sun had seen me, I probably would have had my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because that's crazy. So, yeah, it's actually the factions had different locker rooms. I, did, I didn't know, uh, realize oh, that. Oh, yeah, they don't mix. Yep. I mean, you look, look at social media. Yeah. Um, if you follow any of their social media, they're not in photos together. They, they, they don't take photos together. They don't hang out together. They don't go to dinner together. And it's like, oh, behind the scenes thing. Where yeah. Suzuki, oh, nope, they don't do that. Right. They're, they're crazy. Once you're in one of their factions, you're in their faction. You're not in someone else's faction. So, so it's a real big thing when yeah, you, if you defect to another thing. faction. Oh, yeah. No, they... Oof, yeah, that's why uh, Jay White, son. Yeah. <laughs> Moving from chaos to Bullet Club. Oh, there's bad blood there. So, um, yeah, but it's interesting. But, yeah, that stuff's all... 
yeah, again, like if you just check it out, they do not. You do not acknowledge other people, factions, friendships, anything like that. That's amazing because I guess you know if you look, you know, you watch a total divas where you know different talent are kind of mixing. I mean, obviously, you know, you know that it's you know it's a predetermined uh, sport, but you know you like to have uh, when you go to an event like that, you sort of suspend the disbelief. You want to see the athleticism, but then yeah. when you see him kind of on a, a show on E, kind of socialising, you're like, uh. yeah. But like, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, they they call themselves the kings of strong style, and strong style has been bastardized by you know indie wrestling calling it something different besides what it is because they don't understand what what strong style was supposed to stand for strong style is um they, they said that pro wrestling was the strongest sport in the world um because nobody else has to do all the things that we have to do take the beatings that we have yeah. and then because i mean a boxer might wrestle once every six months or a year and yeah. they do a training camp up until that whereas these wrestlers are fighting four um, times a week yeah uh it's just a, it's a totally different thing and so that's what it was supposed to be um, it's a real sport and uh, the predetermined uh, endings aside everyone is competitive mm. they they will like they fight they don't fight in the same fashion but they are actually trying to be Bullet Club is the best team yeah. so Suzuki Goon is the best team we are better than you like and it's not maybe determined by who gets the pin at the end but they're still extraordinarily competitive with each other and they, they, they're not friends it's not the same it's, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just so seeing the chops that Suzuki or whoever does, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah you see guys with the red chest after the match. I mean, yeah. owie. <laughs> They're looking after themselves. <laughs> but um, you mentioned Nagata last year that you uh, were lucky enough to wrestle. I mean, dream match, uh, anyone coming out with the New Japan guys that you would love to take on one-on-one or in a tag or any, uh, any uh, dream match? I don't know who's coming. Um, yet, uh, except for those who have been announced. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to say who it is because these are real New Japan shows. You know, if you watch New Japan shows, um, not everyone is on every card because they cycle their guys. Like currently, for example, Best of the Super Juniors is packed with Super Juniors. Yeah. You don't see as many heavyweight wrestlers hanging around. So I don't know who's coming around. Um, I would like to fight Suzuki Goon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that would be my thing. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., I already wrestled him. I want to do it again. Yeah. Um, like Suzuki himself would be fantastic. Um, any of those guys are probably... That's my main taste in terms of doing that kind of match. Um, so probably, yeah, one of those guys would be would be amazing. Um, or even... Um, see, I mean, Okada is probably the best yeah. wrestler in the world at this point in time I mean those things are well beyond us if we do somehow manage to get on these I'm not wrestling okay <laughs> <laughs> um, you know he's, a bit, he's above my pay grade at this point in time but yeah something like a match against Okada would just be a dream and I mean uh, he's actually uh, Chris Jericho uh, out of nowhere just said he's uh, challenging for the uh, IWGP well, he can do that. title <laughs> <laughs> Jack Bonzo can't quite do that yet but uh, Chris Jericho maybe so if, Ger- <laughs> if Chris Jericho takes the belt could we see a Chris Jericho perhaps in Australia if he's the champion yeah, he's got to represent. Yeah, he has to. I mean, I guess he doesn't have to. <laughs> Actually, no. I think about it, he can probably do whatever he wants, what he especially wants. if he was champion. Um, I don't know, but I mean, that's always the possibility. I think with Jericho, it's just a matter of scheduling and money. Absolutely, uh, as it is with all the greatest pro wrestlers. Uh, so, and you touched on it before, Robbie Eagles, uh, the best of the Super Juniors. It kicks off tonight as we're uh, recording. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's amazing for a guy like Robbie Eagles and Australian wrestling in general, wouldn't you say? It's huge. It's it's possibly the biggest thing that's happened since the first guy got signed at WWE. Mm. Like it's it's or oh, since the first WrestleMania appearance or something like yeah. that. Even and I I mean me personally I put it above those things. Yeah. Just because like you know WWE you know 
the women's wrestling uh, wrestlers who got signed they're great wrestlers they don't always get to show it they're there as often they're there as divas like yeah. that's their thing or even the the guys like Buddy Murphy would go on about him being the best kept secret because he wasn't allowed to unleash everything he could do mm. um, he has been a little bit recently which is fantastic but yeah that, recently that on was Smackdown the, now I believe yeah, yeah. that was the thing but even then they're so constricted um, with what they do and even though they're on the biggest platform they mm. don't necessarily get to just unleash and show all the skill and the experience and the stuff that they those guys are capable of doing that's not a problem in the best of the Super Juniors tournament yeah. you're going to see Robbie Unleash everything that Robbie Eagles has mm. on a massive stage with the other best indie wrestlers in the world, yeah. and he's the first ever Australian entrant. This is oh, going to. I was going to ask if he's the first. He is. He's the, the first, the first Australian entrant yeah. of the best of Super Juniors, and he's going to point straight back at us. Yeah, he, people are going to go, "Wow, where did this guy come from?" Because even stuff like when he was announced, there wasn't a big reaction. People don't know who he is yet. Mm. Um, they're about to see because even the other tours he's had, he was in tags and stuff like yeah. that. They, they did he did really well, but it, it's not the same as what is about to happen. Like yeah. now, they're throwing everything they've got against the wall, and uh, people are going to see it. And then he's going to point back to Australian wrestling. They're going to go, "Where did this guy come from?" And as a wrestling fan, I mean, I think the first time I saw him was at Central Coast Leagues Club. So as a yeah. fan, it's like I saw this guy <laughs> at Central Coast Leagues Club. Now he's wrestling over in Japan in one of the biggest uh, tournaments in the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's a huge step up, but it's just that whole. You know, like even we had like Session Moth and, and Millie McKenzie, and they watched our show. And afterwards, they just said, "You guys are as good as anybody else. Yeah. Any other top level card that's going on right now, that was as high a quality." And the industry obviously has taken notice. Obviously, with WWE having the show at the MCG late last yep. year. I mean, New Japan coming back for a second time. Obviously, they'll here last year. So the world's taking a note. Is taking notice. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there's, I mean, New Japan coming in and trying to do tours here. WWE coming in and doing shows here. All the other, um, like House of Hardcore, even like coming in and doing those shows. That didn't happen before, uh, so it's starting to happen now. So there's a market here that hasn't been tapped yet, um, and yeah, it really looks like these guys are trying to make a serious move towards here. But again, that's why people are going to make an effort. Like there was um, the seventy-five thousand people for WWE. That will trigger things. Mm. Like, WWE will want to come here and start doing some serious stuff more often. Um, again, I don't have any knowledge of what they're going to do whatsoever, but there's no way they ran a show that had 75,000 people and then just went, eh, I don't know if we're going to go back. Yeah, there. absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. They're it, definitely it, coming back. And, and I guess their history has shown when they're kind of not doing so well in the States, they sort of tend to tour more around the world, whether it be in England or Australia, and obviously Saudi Arabia now, um, with well, obviously yeah. the money that's involved there. They've got to, um, they've got to make their profit margins from somewhere and yeah. if they're not getting it as good uh, locally especially when local indie wrestling is getting bigger in these other countries why wouldn't you try and go Tap and take on, advantage yeah. of it yeah. and I mean because when I was down there in Melbourne I, I made sure I went to MCW because I all I'd heard was you know how great MCW is and I was like oh well, I'm de- I have to check this out yeah. if, while I'm down there and I think thank god I did that was uh, I think Robbie was taken on uh, Gino <laughs> uh, and that was a, a great great match I mean this whole, everything everything about it was just it just seemed you know like top of the line as like stuff with PA, uh, PAW PWA. PWA, sorry. What do I say? <laughs> PAW. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should name a wrestling promotion Paul. <laughs> Paul. It could be like a puppy based promotion. That would be hilarious. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, we'll keep the, the we'll try to get the last to keep going along. Now, um on my in my spare time, I try to come up with ridiculous gimmicks and I was hoping that I could pitch <laughs> you some ridiculous gimmicks and uh, get a thumbs up or most likely a thumbs down. Let's go. All right, so the first one is the creepy crawler so he has like a uh, I guess like an ant or a cockroach mask on <laughs> and has like a singlet on but it has like a little mantle sort of attached to the side and right. he's the creepy crawler <laughs> is it a buyer or a sell do you reckon there Bonza 
Um, I think you could sell it to Wrestling Go. Wrestling Go? Okay. <laughs> right. Character-based promotion. I don't know how you would uh, go in something like PWA yeah. with that one. <laughs> okay. There's probably another character type of one. Kit Cattington. So I think it would be best uh, for a female talent because I can be able to do like the moves of a feline of a uh, cat. I was going to say, are they a cat or are they a chocolate bar? Um, you know, it, there could be a bit of a cross promotion there. I don't know how Big Fudge would feel about that, but essentially, you know, got a bit like one of those sort of uh, a cat mask on, uh, and um, their weakness is like their opponents could get like a, a ball of wool, and then they kind of get distracted. <laughs> they get distracted, yeah. By it. But then, I mean, what happens? Maybe we make the mask black, and if they cross your path, you just run into a bunch of bad luck. Yeah, that, there you go. See, yeah, there you so see. it's got legs. It's eh? got legs. Yeah, <laughs> stuff you can do with it. Um, I tried to associate some of my former jobs. Um, so I've, uh, I think I mentioned these ones to Concrete Davison a while back. The retailer. So, like, you know, he's had a hard day of dealing with people's crap, you know, how the customer's always right, but then he gets to go in the ring and unleash that fury. You know, like, it, it kind of maybe a bit of a ripoff of a right-to-sensor kind of style gimmick, you know, right. with the tie or, like, you know, the sure. tight sort of uh, clothes there. Um, yeah. But, you know, it could have, like, you know, the receipt or the, you know... <laughs> You're all at, we're, we're all out of stock, or yeah, the, the retailer. Uh, maybe I think the name I was sort of bouncing around was John Stockman or something like that, or Stockman or something of that nature. Yeah, there's something there. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you can build a faction around it. I mean, you can have the you can have the shelf stacker, and yeah. you can have the the checkout chick, yeah, and you can have the. Um, I mean, what else would you have there? The, the manager. The managerial, yeah. They, they could have a manager and that could just be their manager coming out to yell at them for not being at work. <laughs> um, one that I sort of tried to come up with, sort of having a bit of a radio background, jock transmission. I don't get it. You don't get it? Okay, so, so on air radio people, they're called jocks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then transmission, I guess, and transmission, the airlines. And, yeah. I get it. Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jerry Lawler made a live in the foot. <laughs> yeah, so true. I mean, there's this something there. I mean, because uh, I'm just trying to think, maybe be a radio guy. Because I mean, the or thing maybe he has headphones is, or something, or you know, he's always doing crosses, or you know, has those icy cold cans of beverages to give out or something. <laughs> or, you, know. you could do something. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Let's see. I don't know where you could sell that. One. It might might be too esoteric. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing, the thing with wrestling characters is, I mean, they can be as crazy or, or as silly as you want, but what you've got to start looking at when you create them is, is the archetype. So what do they actually represent to people in a way that people can understand? And can identify. Yeah, you know. exactly. You know, like you look at something like, um, look at something like, um, like me is like, I'm an army drill sergeant. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what does that mean to people? Most people haven't been in the army. So what is that? But most people know what it's like to be bullied. You know, so my character's a bully. That's what it means to people, and that's how people can understand. So when you wrestle someone like Paris Silver, and I'm bullying him because I'm physically larger and verbally abusive towards him, people get behind Paris because mm. they feel like they are Paris, and they can hate me because they identify with me with bullies they've had in their life. So when you start to come up with characters and stuff like that, it really doesn't matter what... You, you could have the creepy crawly, um, but, I mean, the first thing that came to my head when you had the creepy crawly is maybe someone who stalks people, you know, um, yeah, and people can understand yeah. the fear uh, of something like that being a stalker especially when it's like a cockroach and like you don't know they're there and then all of a sudden they come out of nowhere and yeah. it's kind of whatever like so you gotta start looking at the backgrounds behind those characters and whatever you really slap on on top of what the character means is is really less important um, than what it actually is so you could probably get away with some of those those gimmicks um, there's, I mean we have we have the prefects at PWA right now yeah. I mean the whole thing with them is it's a PWA 18 plus show so we have them around to constantly remind you they're not actually allowed to be there so they have fake IDs <laughs> like, but it's just a reminder that it's 18 
18 plus, plus yeah. you know and just stuff like that and the beer pong is there to be like this isn't for kids because part of the sale is that like you can come in here and you don't have to worry about like there are often stuff I'll get like I'll get a, like an FU Bonza chant um, at a show and that's fine at Black Label then it carries across yeah um, and I actually have to stop and be like there is a row of children in front of you stop it yeah. and it's just just stuff like that where it's just like you you know you gotta you gotta have the lines but people they want to chant that stuff and that's great yeah. but you need to provide that environment so that's you know partially why we provide those kinds of things but what a ridiculous gimmick our gimmick is that we're underage like <laughs> <laughs> so, know, it's, so it's all about I guess you said having that I guess okay, you, you've got a uh, you know, a, a, a gimmick so like you know, whoever it is the creeper crawl but just more about the backstory and how that can relate to the audience yeah definitely I mean that you just got to have something that people can get behind and also something people can latch on to like yeah. people like to chant Mick Moretti like why do people like to chant Mick Moretti because they like him sure but it's easy to chant yeah Mick Moretti yeah. you know try doing Simbles, that same chant yeah. with Jack Bonds like Jack, Jack Bonds it, uh, it doesn't yeah. really it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. So you've got to give people to something to latch onto yeah. um, at the same time. So those are really the two things you think of when you oh. come into the community. Back to the drawing board with those. I'll, oh, sorry, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> no. But uh, before we wrap, um, you talk about, the, I guess, the different shows, the all ages. Uh, Newcastle Pro Wrestling, and you guys do a show uh, once or twice a year, sometimes at Central Coast Leagues Club. Is there yep. any... Uh, uh, you got to be returning there anytime. Soon? Oh yeah, no. There's one uh, first weekend in first weekend of the school holidays in yeah. July. There will be one at the Central Coast Leagues Club. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, just because we haven't done the poster yet. But um, it will be. The, oh God, I can't remember the day off the top of my head. I know it's just after June fourth, so Saturday after June fourth, because my wife's birthday is fourth of July. Sorry, um, Independence Day. It's a couple of days after. My wife's birthday. It always is. <laughs> I was going to say congratulations. You got married uh, mid last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got married mid yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. How, how is it? How's the old ball and chain? Because I got married uh, last year as oh, well. Okay, yeah. man. Congratulations. Oh, that's <laughs> right. We're talking about that. I remember now. Yeah. Um, it's been really good. We went on a honeymoon to. Um, to She's going to be listening to this. So you better. You better say something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she won't listen to this. No. <laughs> no um, but no, she's. Um, no, she's going. It's it's going well. I mean, like the only strains that we have is. Um, is that I'm just working yeah all the time 90 hours a week like uh, running like I run three separate businesses at this point um, it's just a um, it's a harsh schedule especially when things like the New Japan show come up Absolutely. right at the last minute yeah. and we've got to help them do all that kind of stuff but of course we want to you know put on our, put our best foot forward when, whenever representing to a place like New Japan Pro Wrestling um, so you know it's a lot of work to make sure that everything's that everything's set up and just quickly on that um, in the future like yourself going to a, a new Japan or over there to do a tour of sorts is that something that's on the horizon that's my dream yeah that's what I'm working towards um, I do the I do the tryouts every time they come in yep. um, I mean I was successful in the first tryout that's how I got on the first new Japan show um, I'm in obviously in contact with the the general manager of new Japan and um, and Fale San as well from Fale dojo mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's something I'm working towards but you know the, the, the thing with it is that it's um it's so competitive yeah and it's um, everybody wants to go and go and work there, but the other half of it is that it's it's not always a matter of being the best; it's a matter of being what they need. Yeah. Like I always talk about it, like it, like it's a TV show. If there was, um, say, I was the best actor in the world, and they needed the dad for this kid, and the show was booked around this kid, and I was like, I'm the best actor in the world. We need you, and they go, Well, sorry, the the kid's Chinese and we need the dad to be Chinese. Yeah. It's, it's not a matter of the acting skill, it's they actually need a type 
Uh, I think yeah, and and it's the same wrestler, thing yeah. with the wrestling thing. I mean, if they need super juniors or they need juniors, they they look at like I can't do that. I could be ten times as good as anybody else they have. I'm too heavy. You know, they they may not want um, another Australian person. They may feel like they have enough Australian people. They may want somebody from a different market they're trying to get into. I simply may not. They might want super heavyweights. You know, yeah. they might want someone like Ugg, who's a big, powerful monster kind of thing who can throw people around, like or Jeff Cobb or something like that. Or they might have their fill of that. So it's really a matter of um, staying in communication and then also timing. Uh, for that. They might need tag teams, you know, like yeah. me and Mick go in together as well any of the nations uh, so it's just um, being that right puzzle piece as I think exactly it's been to. right but yeah I'm definitely doing everything in my power and yeah hopefully <laughs> well, I, I hope you do get over there at some point because then I can be like hey I've seen this guy first at the Central Coast <laughs> Leagues Club I actually started a chant saying Baldy and um, so like he's in New Japan now so yep. uh, that's uh, I reckon uh, keep at it I reckon you absolutely get there but I think this connection that you guys have got with New Japan coming over and just the, the Australian wrestling, wrestling scene as a wrestling fan it's great to see yeah. and to be a part of it and um, speaking of which uh, PWA Max Watts uh, June 14 June all 14. eyes on Troy all eyes on Troy and you can get your uh, tickets and more information at www.prowrestlingaustralia.com.au that's right very thankful for uh, the leader of the Red Nation Jack Bonza <laughs> thank Thanks. you very much for coming in thanks for having me